What's up, Ty fans? Alabama's just a couple days away from their second scrimmage of fall camp here in 2022. We're going to provide a little bit of an update of what's been going on in fall camp right here on this episode of Ty Talk Live. All right, the season is creeping up on us. We're just a little over two weeks away from the start of the album of football season. And album is right in the middle of fall camp right now. They're closing in on the second scrimmage. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in fall camp. But as always, we want to hear from you guys. Jump in the comment section and let us know if you think Alabama will go undefeated this season. Why for yes and for no, we would love to hear from you guys there. There's a lot of hype around this Alabama team who's preseason number one on pretty much everybody's list. So we're excited about that here at Tide Talk Live. And if you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and make sure you leave this video a huge thumbs up. Help us reach 100 likes on this video. All right, let's just talk a little bit about what's going on in fall camp right now. We're going to start on the offensive line. There's a lot of moving pieces going on right now. Of course, we all know that, that Javion Cohen was dealing with some uh, mental health issues, and we wish him the best in that endeavor as well. Uh, so he did not actually get the start at left guard in the first scrimmage. That actually went to to senior Kendall Randolph, who's kind of been shuffled along the offensive line and tied in throughout his Alabama career. And it looks like Coach Saban is going to give him one more shot there at left guard. Now, in my opinion, I think by the time the season rolls around on September 3rd against Utah State, it's most likely going to be Javion Cohen because I believe that is the guy who gives Alabama the best chance to win starting at left guard alongside most likely Tyler Steen at left tackle. And another guy that's going to be lined up uh, uh, close to left guard is the center position. That's another position that that two guys are battling for. Right now it looks like Darren Dalcourt has retained that starting position. Of course, he entered the 2021 season as the starter and only lost that starting job to Seth McLaughlin once Dalcourt was injured. So people kind of forget that part of it. Da uh, McLaughlin didn't beat Dalcourt out. Uh, Dalcourt just uh, missed some time with an injury, and McLaughlin did a pretty good job filling in for Dalcourt in that situation. So it's really a two-man battle right there between Dalcourt and Seth McLaughlin. Right now, I think Darren Dalcourt's got the upper hand. And given the fact that he won the job last fall, it gives, gives me the confidence to believe that he's going to win the job this fall as well. And we we all know there's a lot of other moving pieces along the offensive line. So right now, I think if if the if the season started tomorrow and, you know, it's, it's September 3rd, uh, I think you're going to see Tyler Steen at left tackle, Javion Cohen at left guard, uh, Darian Dalcourt at center, Emil Echior at right guard, and J.C. Latham at right tackle. All right, let's look at the Cameron Latou. You know, he's been out for a couple weeks, in fact, the entire fall camp so far, and there's been a lot of speculation of how long exactly he's going to be out. Uh, I'm actually hearing from some from some pretty solid sources that he could be back sooner rather than later, so that is fantastic news because we all know that that the depth is really inexperienced there behind Cameron Latou. So getting him back for the start of the season will be big time. And like I said, I'm hearing he's going to be back sooner rather than later. So just tremendous news for De for uh, Cameron Latou on that front. And the album offense, we all know what a great connection Latou had with Bryce Young last season. And we all know that's probably going to be even better heading into year two as Bryce Young as the starter for Alabama. Speaking of targets for Bryce Young, let's talk a little bit about Tyler Harrell, the transfer from Louisville. Uh, we know that he come in with a lot of hype, a lot of anticipation. Some people thought he could be JMO. Uh, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm being told we need to pump the brakes on the JMO comparison right now. He's having a, I don't want to say a hard time transitioning to Alabama, but it's just a different animal going from Louisville to Alabama. I'm hearing that he's on Bryce Young's hip 24-7, trying to learn the playbook, play, playbook, trying to, you know, catch up as much as he can on learning the ins and outs of this Alabama offense. So pump the brakes a little bit on Tyler Harrell. I'm not saying by the end of the season he's not going to be an impact guy. I'm saying don't expect him to come in and be that Jamison Williams from game one like he was last year against Miami, you know, catching that long touchdown pass and really showing Alabama fans and the rest of the nation what the rest of that season was going to tell for Jamison Williams and the Alabama offense. So pump the brakes a little bit for the moment on Tyler Harrell. I'm hearing that Ja'Cor Brooks, despite the couple of drops that he had uh, in the scrimmage uh, last Saturday, he's really looking like the guy who, who's head and shoulders above the rest, uh, you know, outside of Jermaine Burton. We're hearing that Jermaine Burton and Ja'Cor Brooks have really separated themselves. And it's really unfortunate that JoJo Earl, uh, you know, is going to be out for six to eight weeks with his injury because from all indications, from everything I've been told, he was having a phenomenal fall camp and was destined to be that starting slot receiver and was going to be an impactful guy there for Alabama, not only there, but also as the punt returner. So now not only is Alabama looking to try to replace what JoJo Earl was going to be doing from the slot. They got to find somebody to fill punts. And we all know how important that is and how, you know, how much anxiety goes into that position as you're awaiting the punt. Fielding the punt alone is a tall order itself. So not not only losing JoJo Earl from the slot position is big time, but losing him as that punt returner. And I know that he dealt with some drops not only in the spring game this year, but also last year as a true freshman. Uh, but I, everything I'm being told, he was one of the best receivers on the team this entire fall camp. So it's just really unfortunate now that that he's going to be out for at least the first month of the season. And uh, Alabama's going to have to find somebody to fill them shoes. I'm confident that Christian Leary can be a really talented guy. Uh, it'd be nice if Aaron Anderson was back right now from his from his little bit of an injury. So uh, he's another guy to look out for in the slot. Of course, Shaz Preston is another uh, wide receiver with, that is just super talented. But, you know, all these guys are inexperienced. And speaking of inexperienced, we Kobe Prince had a fantastic first scrimmage. And he's a guy who maybe wasn't really – you know, lighting everything up in practice leading up to that scrimmage last Saturday. But he showed out when the lights came on. Uh, and, and, you know, I hear he caught about five passes, caught a touchdown pass, and really showed the coaching staff that he has tremendous upside there in Tuscaloosa. And maybe he will be an option there at the slot in the absence of JoJo Earl. Uh, you know, Tyler Harrell, like I said, pump the brakes on him a little bit, but be excited about guys like Jermaine Burton, uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, Christian Leary, maybe even a Kobe Prentice or a Shaz Preston and Aaron Anderson, some of those freshmen. But but like I said, be careful when you're talking about all these guys with inexperience because experience matters, and we all know that. We saw what happened in the national championship game uh, there against Georgia when when both you know John Mechie was not going to be playing regardless, but then Williams went down, and that really left Alabama with a lot of inexperience there at the wide wide receiver position. So it's going to be important if, if Alabama can get Cameron Latou back and also as soon as JoJo Earl can get back, that's just going to improve this Alabama offense even more. Thankfully, we have the returning Heisman Trophy winner in Bryce Young, a re returning offensive coordinator. So the camaraderie is there, the continuity is there between Bryce Young and the offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien. So that's big time. We have Jameer Gibbs in the backfield, who I think may be – 
the most dynamic player in the SEC this this fall. I really believe that he has a chance to be that guy for Alabama, and maybe that helps take the load off Bryce Young. You know, when he doesn't have a guy in the slot like a JoJo Earl, and maybe not even a Cameron Latou, if he does in, indeed have to miss a little more time than what we're hearing at the moment. But like we said, it's looking like Latou can be back you know, sooner rather than later. But that's really going to wrap up this episode. I just wanted to get a quick update on what's been going on in fall camp, and I cannot wait until the scrimmage on Saturday to find out more. I'll be in Tuscaloosa, boots on the ground. I can't wait to find out more about this 2022 Alabama football team. But that's going to wrap this video up. Thank you so much for watching. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, give this video a huge thumbs up. And until next time, roll tide.